0: You know, America's all about hot, badass, nasty speed, I and mean, that's how you got to play the game of hockey.
1: Behind the mask, welcome back. I'm Ryan Odozovich alongside Jacob Sinson, and Cameron McLaren. And sorry for taking a week off. It was Thanksgiving break, most of us. Actually, did you guys travel home? I didn't, I didn't know.
0: Yeah, I went home. You yeah. went
1: home, Cam? No. Okay. Yeah, Too much I was... work. I was kind of in between, I was working, and luckily I live here in Michigan, so I could drive back and forth, but nonetheless, we are back, sorry about the lack of episode last week, but we had an excuse, so, updated Big Ten standings, right now, Michigan in first in the Big Ten, number three in the nation, they sit at, if I could find their record, there it is, 12 and four, behind them in the Big Ten is Minnesota, they're ranked number 11th. They sit at nine, seven, and zero overall. Third in the Big Ten is Ohio State. They are 18th in the nation at eight and three overall. Notre Dame, though, fourth in the Big Ten, but eighth in the nation. They're climbing the board. They keep on going up.
0: They're coming. I'm telling and you, the, they, they, they look yeah. legit. They look legit so far.
1: And they uh they, they put, swept Michigan at Yoast. Like that was two weeks ago. We that's got a, a lot of that's talk a, about that's a like, statement win are yeah, right there. That's that's pretty huge. Something that none of us didn't even see, like didn't even think about happening, but that happened that was 2 weeks ago. Uh Michigan State is 5th in the Big 10. They're at 8-5 and 1. They did get uh 3 votes to the top 20. I said that. Maybe if they swap Wisconsin, they might crack it, but no, they're not really that close at all. So, there goes that idea. Wisconsin, uh second to last with 4-11 and 1. Oh jeez, is that is that right? That is
0: Yeah, 4-11 right. and 1 overall. It looks like 2-2 two, two and 6 in the Big 10. Yep and uh penn state in last
1: they're one and five in the big ten nine nine six and oh overall so they've took care of their non-conference schedule but not big ten and they're sitting in last so that is the updated big ten standings and uh some games to note two weekends ago because obviously we gotta we gotta recap some games um number four notre dame we talked about this for a second went into yost ice arena and swept the number one team at the time u of m so that was big both of them were overtime dubs three to two and five to four respectively, and Notre Dame stunned pretty much the college hockey world there like that was that was something that was crazy, but uh Minnesota number seven and uh Penn State unranked split in Minnesota's barn, so Jacob Stinson actually predicted that Of course saying, of course knowing that Minnesota maybe isn't that great and they're vulnerable. There I've been you go.
0: telling y'all I, I'm not high on Minnesota. they just they're not consistent enough for it, I don't think before i can truly pick them like that they haven't they haven't just they haven't put it together true they haven't uh, for like a consistent weekend like that um they've
1: had some splits yeah
0: i went out on a limb and i went out they split with they split wisconsin too i remember that oh yeah that was part of my reasoning for picking them was they also split wisconsin i didn't and i thought them and wisconsin were pretty pretty much the same team
1: (laughs) and now we know that that is not the case Uh, michigan state though two weeks ago did take on wisconsin at home won the first game 3-2 and followed up with another win 5-2 so a sweep against wisconsin that's big michigan state with two wins on that weekend last weekend though michigan state was not in action at all uh minnesota number 11 did split against north dakota so some non-conference action for them facing off against a good team uh most big 10 teams also were in action against non-conference teams. Most of them swept and took care of their opponent, but Wisconsin struggled against a good team. Number 19, Clarkston, they finished with a tie in the loss on the weekend. So still not looking good for the Badgers. And uh, like I said, two seconds ago, MSU had a bye. So we're back to some MSU hockey now. Let's let's get, let's get talking about it. Two weeks ago, the w- first Wisconsin game on Friday, Michigan State won three to two, was a back and forth, high shooting, high action game where Eric Mindendorf opened the scoring early and finished the game with two goals, uh, one of which came off a godly forecheck from Lochran. Earlier in the game, the ref actually blew the whistle on the icing when it should not have been the icing, and this was kind of like the makeup call where it was really close, but the ref didn't blow the whistle because last time he blew the call, and this time he just let it play, and because of it, Lochran, absolute beauty of a forecheck, went behind the net, somehow got away from the defender, finds Mindendorf right in front of the net, boom, goal. Beautiful. Had to had to note that uh, Jeremy Davidson finally got back on track scoring for the first time since October 27 at UMass Lowell uh, off a great feed from Lewandowski and um, MSU's defense and DeRitter were able to hold off the third period push from the Badgers and they won three to two. Shots were 40 to 42 in favor of Wisconsin. DeRitter had a 9.52 save percentage with 40 saves, and he's just absolutely taken the starting goalie position and ran with it. And, gentlemen, what do you guys got to talk about this game?
0: I mean, there's a lot of things you can talk about, but um, one of the big things I noticed about that game, uh, I did not like Wisconsin's defense at all that entire weekend. Um, Because, like, you look at the shot totals and you'll think, oh, Wow, Wisconsin outshot Michigan State by a lot. Like you know what what happened? Like it's a, Drew Ritter had 92 shots on goal that entire that whole weekend. Yep. Um and so you're thinking like dang, they must have gotten dominated then. But no, it wasn't that was not the case. The quality of shots that Wisconsin was like consistently allowing I thought was just nuts. It was like matador defense at times out there, especially on the penalty kill. It was just Like, they were able to kind of just walk around them and, like, let State pretty much get anything they wanted around the net. Uh, I wish I could show you, like, exactly some times that I was, uh, like, I really noticed this, but, like, they had a tendency a lot to just completely take themselves out of the play, like, with just bad positioning. Like... Well, they'll be standing kind of in the middle of some guys but like they're not going to take away any passing lanes they're not going to step up to challenge the puck handler to make a quick decision and so they really end up doing pretty much nothing so and, and then like that was the case it, Um, you can go back and look at it yourself I have it written down I think it was um, it was in game one it was Middendorf's goal uh, I got a feed from Nodler I think it was the first game first game of the weekend
1: yeah that was the first goal yeah
0: yeah so like uh, Nadler has it makes a nice pass into the slot Middendorf is just set up right there there's two guys on, like, on each side of him and there's just no one blocking it, like Ritter in front of the net or not Ritter, uh my bad uh, Middendorf who's like you know just has prime look right at the net and so like and then the defender just kind of sags off and doesn't really play Nadler physically either so just able to find Middendorf wide open in the slot rips it home
1: it seems like we'll talk about this in Game Two more. Wisconsin's already checked out. There two years ago when Wisconsin was down in the dumps and last in the Big Ten, it it felt like kind of the same vibe where they just they they don't feel too into the game. They feel like they're out. They I mean they they were. I still said it was back and forth, high scoring, but there is that like defense aspect where if you're not fully invested into your team, you don't want to go down and block the shots. You don't want to do the dirty work. You don't want to get in the lanes. You're going to be, your mind's going to be on other things. And that might've been happening for Wisconsin. Another thing, sorry, Cam, I know I cut you off here, but I feel like if you look at a shot chart of the shots that Wisconsin and Michigan state had, you would see Michigan state in like in between the faceoff circles, all over the faceoff circles in front of the net with a bunch of shots. And then if you look in the or the Wisconsin one, it would probably be a lot of outside perimeter shots and basically like two inverse of each other. So
0: that's what I was noticing a lot too. That's why I was saying by the, that same token, like the deritter shot total was like seems a little inflated. I think that comes out to what? 46 shots per game if you average them out or whatever. Um but like that's obviously absurd. But it's just like you like you go back and watch that game. They did not get many like good actual scoring chances. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean <clears throat> Yeah, that that's what happens when you don't talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but I mean, <clears throat> oh my God, it came back. Jeez. Uh, long story short, I mean, you guys said it immediately. You know, the shot totals are a little bit inflated. It's just to me, Wisconsin's still that running gun team, but you know, they don't la- they lack execution. That's their problem. Is last year they could win all those high scoring games because, heck, they could throw four, five, sometimes six goals on you just on a whim if they wanted to. But it's like this year they're lacking that execution because, I mean, you lose your top four scorers and you're trying to get that and you're trying to get that back with a freshman defend- defenseman in Corson Coolman's And it's just when you have maybe two or three guys instead of, you know, seven or eight guys that an opposing team has to look out for. You're really just digging yourself into a hole if you can't figure it out.
0: Yeah, and then it also helps, like when you're playing that same style too, like where if you're able to fire like outside shots, perimeter shots, top of the circle, whatever, like far side. It helps when you have guys like Cole Caulfield or the, the when they're the ones that are actually firing that puck instead of you know the the guys they have on the roster, mostly younger guys. That and, and guys when you can have proving themselves like that.
2: That and when you can have Cole Caulfield playing defense, the defense position on a power play, kind <laughs> of <point>. like <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. But I mean, my second thing—the uh, one thing I really was going to talk about—is Michigan State's getting scoring from the people that they need, mo- the that they need it most from, and that's those transfer guys. Mm. Because, like you said, there was, and that that was indeed a make-up call. I mean, both calls were marginal, so for you know the referee to let that one play out—that Lockrin had the forecheck—is good. But even then, Lochran was able to get a shot off. That's why that puck bounced out right into the slot for uh, Middendorf was because Lochran was able to just tap it off the pad and it just caromed right into the slot, pretty much right in the breadbasket of Middendorf. So it was good for him to get another two goal night and they're getting point production from their forwards, which is good because not only are they spreading the wealth as we'll look in game two, but they're getting it from the guys that they've needed to get it
1: from. And that's those top line forwards. Yeah, something that I want to do since we're nearing the midpoint in the season is actually take a step back and look at this team. We didn't prepare for this episode, but in a future episode, I want to look, take a step back, look at the transfers and find out, like, look at the whole roster and just take a deep dive on why this roster's succeeding so much more. I mean, the easy answer is obviously transfers are contributing right off the bat, but... I feel like there's a lot that we could talk about, and we'll we'll probably do that in a later episode.
0: Well, I'll stop you there for a second. Uh, one thing, too, that also I, I think has a big hand with the success of this team and winning the games they've been able to win um, is a guy that's not even a transfer at all. Uh, it's Mitchell Lewandowski, I think, has a tremendous impact on the offense this year um, and just on the team play as a whole, really. I talked. I mentioned the stat to you guys before the game or before the podcast. I mean, uh, but when Mitchell Landowski is in the lineup, the Spartans are seven one and one, uh, and even that one tie was the uh, the tie against UMass Lowell where he left the game, and got injured in, mm. and then the only loss was the one OT loss to Air Force in the first game of the season. Wow! So whatever he's do- whatever he's doing in the locker room. To Whatever his presence brings that allows this team to be as good as they are, I think has to be recognized.
1: So if you want to win games, it doesn't matter if he's injured or not. Just put some skates on him, ice him up, throw him on the ice. Boom, Michigan State will win or maybe tie. I hope so. (laughs) And uh, another stat since we're talking about Lewandowski is he has 13 points in the nine games he's played. He's scored a point in every single game he's played. He's over a point per game. Like this fifth year senior ha- is really having like a revelation of a season compared to last year, which mm-hmm. he had it was a bit of a down I'll year. Say, like twelve, uh, no, fourteen points. I think he had fourteen points on the season. This year, he's already got thirteen, and he's contributing in every single game. He so.
0: he finds a way to make things happen, and that's what I think his big impact is. Is he just he's pretty adaptable, just finds a way to make plays.
2: And they have another guy that kind of plays like him or yeah. is able to kind of have that fill that void that maybe he thought he needed to fill last year because i mean you're on the KHL line you're with Horosi Kotorenko and Lewandowski it's like okay Horosi's still at Grand Rapids Kotorenko i don't i think he's probably playing in
1: Hartford yeah the line the the famous line back 2 years ago yeah so
2: it's like he has Lochran now and they're not on the same line, which is great because you have Loughran who can get down and dirty and who has that point scoring potential. And then you have Lewandowski on a second line, who's able to be the leader of that line. And he, he, he just does what he does, whatever he needs to do. And that's, I, he's not trying to force anything. He He's basically able to actually play fun and exciting hockey, which is great. Cause I think last year, a lot of what Michigan state, especially when they were down in the dumps was just trying to force things. So
1: and a big thing for him, if you look at the KHL line, he he thrived because he had people around him thriving, playmakers that could assist and score, and Rico and Horosi. If you look at this year, he's got a goal scorer on his line. He's got Jeremy Davidson leading the team with seven goals. Like That's something he didn't have last year. He couldn't rely on another guy to push the lineup because he was the catalyst for the line, and if he couldn't light fire, then that line just didn't really seem to do much. So he's got help again. Like, it's... He's not a one-man show, but he's doing it well with the line he has now. And it, it's really nice to see him just actually putting up some points again. So, uh, game two, Michigan State follows up a 3-2 win with a 5-2 win over Wisconsin. Uh, the Spartans opened up with two goals early from Lewandowski and Cezana off of eight shots in the first period. Wisconsin actually had 22 shots in that first, and they did not get one pass to Ritter. But in the second, they did tie it up. They answered quickly, tied it up at 2 and um when the third period hit, MSU just went off. Uh there were two goals by Jeremy Davidson, finally getting some more tallies. I mean, he scored last game before this, but now he's got two more. So hello Jeremy Davidson. Welcome back to the scoring sheet. And uh the first goal for Jesse Tucker in the green and white, Mr. Flowmaster himself gets on the board, and you know, Michigan State just pulls away in the third uh davidson like i said scoring three goals on the weekend now leads the team of seven and is tied for second in the points second in points on the team with nodler at 11 so there's a transfer just absolutely going off uh shots were 30 to 50 in favor of the badgers and kind of what we talked about earlier like maybe those shots were inflated and probably rightfully so in this game uh finishes the weekend with a 956 save percentage stopping 88 out of 92 shots Jacob and I are goalies, so like I, I just feel I, I'm a big goalie bad. sack guy. That's that, that's a good that's, weekend. That's decent. That's, <laughs> no, no, that's a, that's I'm, play, a I'm playing I'm no. playing. Yeah. No, oh, that, that that's fantastic. That's a heck of a weekend. You you deserve some dinner from somebody on the hockey team, Derritter. And uh, with that win, Michigan State now moves to 8-5-1 and one overall and 3-3 three and three in the Big Ten. So, gentlemen, what do you guys have on that game?
0: Uh, really, it's kind of just more of what we saw in that first game. I just, I think really, you know, the 3-2 part, it was, I think a lot of times, Michigan State just wasn't able to capitalize on a lot of the grade-A opportunities that Wisconsin was giving them a little bit, and I think they were able to do that more so in the second game. Um, but like it's yeah. other than that, it's more of the same of exactly what we saw in that first game. Um, same thing goes for Wisconsin. You said they had 50 shots on goal. How many of those were actually good scoring opportunities? Like, still. I have, I have a stat here that I didn't mention. I've kind of emptied the boat I've had on Wisconsin right now. Uh, I've been very critical of them. We know this. But uh, I have a shot or a, a table on my computer right now of all these shot percentages of every team in the Big Ten. Most of them range, so the top six all range from Michigan in first at 12.8% uh, to Michigan State at 9.3 in sixth. Wisconsin is all the way down at 5.3. Oh, jeez. Right. So, like, the, they cannot put that puck in the net. For, for those of you that don't know, shot percentage is just total number of shots on goal divided by goals. So, what percentage of shots actually go in the net? But yeah, like that's just proof that they're just not getting good looks. Like they cannot, they're not, they're not really working the puck down low, not really trying to play physical, get those kind of hard, you know, greasy type, you know, workman, blue collar type goals.
1: So you're saying the all age saying of put pucks on net say, that, that's not working for Wisconsin? Heck no.
0: There's things if you know there's sayings there's sayings out there where it's like there's no such thing as a bad shot which true to an extent but like you know those shots that like we're talking about where it's like a perimeter shot kind of outside just kind of throw the puck on net, test the goalie a little bit they don't mean anything if you're not crashing the net to go get that rebound yep like uh if it's just simple shot and then drew dritter just block- blockers it into the corner then it's like then there's no point really. And Now it's just oh okay, Sasana's gonna come pick it up and stays going back the other way. So that really doesn't mean anything at that point. That's kind of what I'm getting from him.
1: Yeah, and if you if you're a basketball fan, if you want to put it in basketball terms, you'll see coaches get the most pissed off at their own players when say somebody takes a three, like a half contested three, and nobody's there for the rebound. Nobody's under the rim. You when you're a basketball, if you're taking a three, you're making sure that at least one rebounder's there. And for Wisconsin. They're shooting these pucks from the point. They're shooting three-pointers, and nobody's there in front of the net to rebound. So, sure, they could put put up 50 shots, but how many of those are actually high-scoring chances? Sorry, Cam.
2: (laughs) I mean, yeah. Of course, you could also say coaches get the most angry whenever you just jack up a three early on the shot clock. Yeah, that too. Which is kind of what, I mean, Wisconsin was essentially doing. just trying to fire as many pucks on net, trying to see where they go. And that's the thing, like— you say no good sh- or every shot's a good shot. Well, yes, but you also find out what kind of goalie you're going against because goalies that have good rebound control, which is something that Ritter has had this year, you can see it because he's able to just funnel pucks wherever he wants, it seems like. If you're just throwing pucks on net just to try to gauge it, okay, that's one thing, but if you're continually doing that and getting 50 shots on net and none of them just result in good quality scoring chances then there's really something wrong with the mentality that you have going into the offensive zone. So um, to me, the second game, it showed a few things that I had been talking about throughout most of the year. One of them is surge scoring. Uh, Michigan State scored three goals in the third period in under 10 minutes. 947, I think, to be exact. Um, and they've done that a majority since that second since the second game against uh, Michigan. They've just come back and just wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And then, like you said, Davidson back on the board, or again, another, it just seems like they're getting players that have multi-goal games. And it's, it's, it's good for them to have, you know, people that can score. And then it just shows that, you know, okay, the defense can't even stop them. So it's pretty interesting. Power play did what it needed to do when it needed to do it. And then the two goals that they did give up with, I mean, Baker, Tarek Baker's goal was just cheesy. It was just very cheesy. It was just a scram play. He's able to pipe it in across for like a wide-angle shot. It's like, okay, the writer was down in the dumps. And then I think the second one was just a turnover that led to an uh, an actual scoring chance. But, I mean, it's the looks that Wisconsin had that were actually grade A, and there weren't that many, they, just, they still couldn't execute, and that's a testament to both the Michigan State defensive mentality and then the execution of both them and the guy between the pipes. So that's, that's basically been the, the mantra of this four-game winning streak is, okay, they are—not only are they defending very well, but Michigan State's also getting some very, very good looks on the opposite end, albeit— against teams that Jacob Hewitt said have a combined about 25 percent win percentage yeah like, the go exact, ahead and say that. Yeah.
0: the exact record of the three teams that Michigan State has swept this year so Miami Ohio Ferris State and Wisconsin have a combined record on the season of 11 33 and two so they're they're getting it done against those good teams or against those bad teams but like you know so I think actually that will be a good thing at least for them I think this weekend is going to be really good test for them going against a legit team i think
1: yeah can they can they keep you know performing well against teams that are underneath them and mm-hmm. that's a good segue but i want to cut off the amazing segue to just to say that this is msu's longest winning streak of four game, or this four game winning streak is their longest winning streak since 2011 2012 where they won five in a row so that's a big accomplishment for the boys in green and white and the first time sweeping a team in one since 2019 also against wisconsin so there's some extra stats now.
0: I will say also one last fun fact. Yes. Uh, you want to know who the, who? guess who the captain was of that last team that uh, won five in a row back in 2011? Oh, geez.
1: Do you have a guess before I just embarrass are myself? Kidding, are you kidding I will, me? God, I, 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 I will enrolled you, at Michigan State with uh, no family members I will or give anybody you a hint. even going wait, no, no, here. wait. Oh, no, give me the hint because I could easily embarrass myself here.
0: I'm asking this question specifically because I'm a blues fan. Oh, No, Mi- McEchron no. Krug, K- Toy Krug.
1: Yes, let's go. I, that was easy when you said blues fan, but I was still very, very shy
0: about that. <laughs> <laughs> there's not <laughs> many options Krug? anymore. I don't. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> I think there's two players. I don't think Mackenzie McEchron's even on the team anymore. If he is, I yeah. Think, no, and he's uh, too he be, young. Yeah, he might be in the AHL. He might be in the AHL. But
1: now, now Krug's making millions in the NHL.
0: <laughs> Krug is still very good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. I now, he doing? doing? Is that? he is he taking over? Like the number one spot in St. Louis. Sorry, he's on going, the going off tangent as well now.
0: I would say he's probably number two right now on okay. the he's on the he plays on the top pairing. I'd say best defenseman for the blues this year has been Justin Falk. Okay. Okay.
1: Makes sense. Yeah. Before okay. we go off on too much yeah. tangent, I'll I'll bring it back since I'm the one who put the fishing lure out there. But Penn State, Michigan State, travels to Pagula Ice Arena this weekend. We got some MSU hockey to cover, so let's talk about it. Penn State, the Nittany Lions themselves, are 9-6-0, but 1-5 in Big Ten actions to the last in the Big Ten. Uh, two weeks ago, they earned their first Big Ten win against number 7 Minnesota, correctly predicted once again by Jacob. Uh, last season, Penn State went 3-1 and against MSU. All games were super, super close, like one-goal games, except for a 5-1 MSU loss. Uh penn state's penalty kill is 18th worst 18th worst in the nation if i could talk right there we go at 77.4 percent while well, msu's has the 14th best power play at 25 percent so that's a matchup to look at and penn state has a 10 3 and 3 record against the spartans at pugula ice arena so hard place to play can the spartans make that 10 5 and 3 we'll see but uh what do you guys got on this uh, this little series preview going on this weekend
0: this is going to be a good test. Uh, I like I said, this will kind of be, I think, a good coming out party for Michigan State. It's a great. It's a hard team to judge right now, just because they are doing very well out of conference, but in conference they have been shaky at best.
1: Uh, <laughs> shaky, yeah, yeah, shaky at best is right.
0: <laughs> but like, then again, I also look at the teams they've played on their out of conference schedule. And I'm not really impressed that much, other than the other than their one win is a six four win against Arizona or not uh, North Dakota Dakota in the Hockey Hall of Fame game in Nashville. Uh, So there's that game, but other than that, the teams they've beaten: Long Island, as they split Niagara, uh, and then that one win against Minnesota, and then they split or they swept Saint Thomas last weekend. So like, I don't know how I feel about that. Per se, it, it doesn't really do enough for me, in terms of like and look at this team, and I can like I can say this is leg- this is definitively a very good team. So
1: maybe Penn State plays up to their like com- uh up up to their competition. I can't talk to AGs, and they play down to their competition.
0: I wouldn't Maybe. even say that no. because the out of conference no. teams, they are molly whopping. Yeah,
1: up. they they are beating them by
2: what? Okay. It seems like multiple a compl- goals. Yeah, like, it's it's
0: like three or four goal games. Okay. They it yeah, but then again, like once they've gotten into conference, like they just really it's steamrolled. They can't find yeah. the back of the net if it seems like and they can't really stop the puck either. Uh but like once they get out of conference, it's like a it's on another level. Mm. I mean,
2: he just took every single piece of ammunition I had against Penn Sorry. State. I mean, you do take a look at that. It's it's Long Island. Sorry, Long Island. It's just, they're, they're not that they're not that good jerseys, right now. Beautiful, beautiful jerseys, jerseys yes. but just geez, they they are not good. And then I mean, <laughs> so there's that. And then because I I mean I looked at the record today because I had to do the uh, the preview for it, but I like I'm just remembering it. Canisius. Like come on, <laughs> yes. Niagara, come on! Like okay, I will give you the North Dakota because that's it's not wow. tr- it's it's like a uh, you you would think it'd be a Duke non-conference game, but that was that was that's technically a true road game for for anybody yeah, that, that has to play North Dakota just because their fans travel so well. So I mean that's a very good win for them, especially if North Dakota had a majority of their fans there. Um, and then you take a look at their one win. Yes, they played Minnesota. They beat Minnesota in one game, and then. I think they followed it up and lost by two goals. I think the next day, five three.
0: Uh, two four. Please.
2: Two four. Yeah, they they just. I don't know. It's it just seems like they. I don't want to say they don't necessarily play up to their competition. They look good against teams they should be and look bad against teams or look very bad against teams that they should com- like
0: be competitive. Be with. competitive
2: with. It's like they they overshadow their blemishes with very good non-conference wins against not very good non-conference opponents. I mean, you could say the same thing about Michigan State going after Air Force and uh, Miami, Mm. but you have to start off somewhere, which I can understand because then, you know, you raise the point of, okay, is Michigan State's Army, or not Army, Air Force and Miami games pretty much on par with the Canisiuses and the other team that they played for the first game of the season, please help me because I don't know. Long have... Island? Yes, Long Island. Sorry, I keep forgetting. Beautiful
1: that. jerseys. though.
2: Beautiful jerseys. <laughs> and then they just steamrolled St. Thomas. So, you know, my thing is, is if they can't win in the Big Ten, they're not going to be able to even get anywhere near a top 16 spot. So th- that's that's what Penn State brings to the table. They do have a few good goal stor- goal scorers. Kevin Wall's back. Um, He's still there. And then they have a They have a few guys that can score some goals, but it just seems like if you take a look at their point production, I'm pretty sure they only have one or two players that have double-digit points on the season so far. So that's all I've got.
1: And it's weird to think that... Sorry, I'm going to... I'm going to roast you for a little bit, Cam. But it's, it's, it's funny to think that this is the same season where you were stating that this was a Penn State revenge tour. and they Yeah, had... <laughs> but I mean,
2: it can only be so much revenge whenever <laughs> you're not revenge. even doing anything in the Big Ten. Like, I'm yeah. sorry, I'm not trying to yell, but I thought it was Penn State revenge tour. It looked like Penn State revenge tour. They were up, ranked as what? Like 14th? That's the highest they've been this season? And they, did, they beat a number six team? In a true road environment, yeah. pretty much a true road environment because of the way that the Fighting Hawks fans travel. But, I mean, there's only so much revenge on- that you can <laughs> you can uh, put on to non-conference opponents that there's no revenge really there. don't
1: want to probably play you. <laughs> the revenge needs to be on the Big Ten teams. And they said, ah, non-conference revenge, you know, we'll just get that real quick and get that out of the way. But we good, we good. Now. Yeah, we're good. We're good <laughs> okay.
2: now. The teenage angst is out. <laughs> right. We're good.
1: So sorry, I just I just felt like bringing
2: that up. My Spotify but... rap my Spotify wrapped aura just said I was angsty. Nice. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> if I'm looking at this right on their schedule this year, one thing I is interesting, they have not played in a one goal game all season. Oh no, it's that's been, it's either, it's either been either very weird. good that's or either, very bad. Exactly. And that's weird. <laughs> that's kind of something that's, that's an interesting stat too. I think that actually plays out well for Michigan state and the yeah. games that
2: they've been very bad in, <laughs> they've been
0: very bad. I, I think at least that plays well for Michigan state. Cause it's like, if you can drag them into that low scoring slug fest type of game, like, you know, it's basically which goalie is going to blink first. I have much more confidence in Drew Ritter to be the one still staring as opposed to Oscar Audio or Liam Soulier, whoever they decide to put in that.
2: Jacob's over here trying to dance around the football student section name over here. You're basically saying you want to drag Penn State into the deep water. Well, yeah. <laughs> deep water basically, yeah, but they just kind of.
0: I I I just think it's the style of play, and I think because yeah. Penn State does not like to play these close games. No, and so that's the thing. I think if you know Michigan State can really kind of establish that as like their identity, their style of hockey, um, in this series, then I think it's a very good chance that they come out on top.
1: So hey, blank wins if is that is that your blank wins if for Michigan State?
0: Um, I can. It's. I'll build off of it a little bit. The okay. one I actually have written down specifically is if they can just limit the, the quality scoring chances uh, for Penn State and force those shots more to the, the perimeter like we were talking about. Yeah. Um, I have it written down that Penn State has uh, over a, has 1,070 total shot attempts on the season, which is the most in the Big Ten by like a lot. Um, but then again, like there's they have these games where they just get blown out because like, they can't get good looks on net. And I and I kind of compare them to Wisconsin in that regard. Um, so I think, basically, if they can just take what the, the defense gives them, um, then it'll, it'll make make things easy for DeRitter, and then he can kind of keep doing his thing.
1: Cam, the Spartans will win if they do what?
2: Uh, if they limit Penn State to two goals or less. And then here comes the, all the, like, little statistical... Willy Nilly thinks give them a, Michigan State now. is one in five this season when allowing three or more goals, but they are six oh and one when allowing two or fewer. Ooh. And if I remember correctly, Penn State has I think or I think in all of their losses, they have yet they haven't eclipsed three goals in any of them. They've all been one goal or two goals that they've scored in all of their losses.
0: Okay. This yeah, is that's... this is true. This is true. I'm so, looking at this now.
2: Yeah, so and they're, th- they like they get blown out in those games. So, yeah, Michigan State, if you hold Penn State and their rapid fire, like, turret style of play where they just put as many shots on goal, I think they're like third or second in the Big Ten in shots per game. Yeah, if you can stop that and just hold them to under, uh, under three goals, limit the scoring chances, yeah, you'll, you'll pick up a victory.
1: For me, I'm going to go, simple answer, said this a couple times, but Michigan State is 6-1-1 and when scoring on the power play. So, hey, get a power play goal, win the games. You did did that. Yeah, both games against Wisconsin last week. Yep, both games. And you won and you swept the series. So Michigan State wins if they score on the power play. But on the other side of things, Penn State will win if
0: they do what? Uh, I'll kind of build off what you said, actually, for that last one. I have it written down, they'll win if they stay out of the box. Uh the stat I I'd have to back this up, Oscar Audio, who's been their main goalie, who's gotten most of the action this year, while shorthanded, has a seven nine six save percentage, which is abysmal. Especially if you compare that to like the other other Big Ten goalies and whatnot. Most of them are some or at least somewhere in the eights. That's like a deep mid, stat right there. Like that's an advanced eights. stat right that there. That is an advanced yeah. metric. That, yeah. That's what he got from yeah. College Hockey News. Is that exactly. specific statistic? Exactly. As soon as you said <laughs>
2: goaltenders statistics before the pod and then now you say that it's like okay the wheels are clicking it all <laughs> makes
0: sense now right but that's kind of my thing though is like and then that's, they're about it says I've they're seventy-seven 77.4% on the penalty kill so decent but not fantastic by any means nah. basically so if they can if Michigan State can just get the puck to the net um, you know like they do normally on the power play and get the looks they've been getting then that's kind of just Right, like kissing your hopes away right there if you're Penn State. But um, if you just gotta, if you're Penn State, you just gotta keep out of the box and not let them get those chances.
2: Yeah, I mean, Penn State wins if they can actually, like, I'm gonna harp on the special teams all day. If they can score on the power play, um, Michigan State's four and four when they allow a power play goal, and they're four one and one when they don't. So if you really want a good chance of beating the Spartans, you gotta score on the power play, you gotta take advantage of the man advantage. And even then, Penn State is eight and two this year when they score with the man advantage. So, if Penn State's not very—I mean, it's the it's mid pack in the Big Ten at twenty four percent. Then Michigan State's only like slightly higher, but the Spartans penalty kill is the number three in the Big Ten, and they've they've pretty like they've tightened the clamps a little bit lately. So, if if Penn State can score on the power play, they they'll have chances to win the game, but. Or win at least one game. Maybe two if they're lucky.
1: For me, I'm gonna say Penn State wins if they score early and they use the crowd to their advantage. Because I feel like Michigan State, they've had road games against UMass Lowell. That's a good hockey environment. They were tested there in the second game. They they got blown out, I think what five to one in that game, if I remember correctly. And then their other true road game in a hockey environment. At Michigan got blown out of that game so the two big like true tests they've had on the road they've been shaken and they've lost I think you step into Pagula sure it may not be as packed as other seasons because they're not doing that great but it's a hard environment to play in those Penn State Nittany Lions fans come to pack the arena and if they go out to an early lead and if they extend that lead to a second goal I think it's going to be hard for Michigan State because they haven't really been tested on the road and when they have they've just been blown out. So Penn State score first, maybe get it up to 2 and you ride the ride the crowd environment and they'll possibly
0: win some games. I also just a completely unrelated thing. Um I'm I'm clicking around through the stats right now on Penn State. Um Oscar Audio, their starting goalie has 3 assists on the year. <laughs>
1: Wait, what? Good for him. <laughs> That's awesome. Their
0: their starting goalie, Oscar Audio, in his ten games played, has three assists on the season, which is as many or more points than five of their regular skaters. That's honestly so funny. That, that's I that love five
2: dollar and ten dollar passes right there.
0: Never seen an offensive goalie before. Oh, have you not
2: have you not seen the Patrick Waugh video? The stick handle at the at the red oh, line, yeah. <laughs> the center stripe. That's about as offensive as you'll get. <laughs>
1: Fair, fair. That was fun. If you guys don't know what we're referencing, this video just Patrick Wah, yeah, just skating yeah, it, it. That's probably the, the first center thing of on the ice, and then he crosses the red line, and something funny happens. But um, <laughs> go, go check out that it's video a yourself. <laughs> yeah, <It's a> <laughs> that's funny. If they would have made him sit on the sit in the box for that, just because like it doesn't happen. Ever. You want to be part
0: of the play, you get to sit in the box. I just thought it was funny because like I'm going down the list on here of like, you know who. Like, you know, who's, like, their big scores and whatnot? And I'm like, why is Oscar Audio, Oscar like, a middle-of-the-pack uh, offensive contributor right here? Like, why? I don't know. I just thought it was offensive funny. Dynamo, Oscar Audio, of course.
1: <laughs> but uh, enough of the Penn State series. We'll see how it plays out this weekend. A little bit of an update in the schedule, though. After this weekend slate against Penn State... Michigan state takes on Notre Dame at their barn. They're currently ranked eighth. So that's going to be a heck of a series. And then we have a nice little holiday break. And then we come back with the GLI happening both games at Mun. Yep. Both games will be at Mun. The first game, December 29th on a Wednesday against Western Michigan. And then following up December 30th against Michigan tech. So we'll hope to see some fans there for that. Unfortunately, I won't be here for that, but, um, you know that that's it's cool. It's Gli at Mountain. That hasn't happened in a while. But uh, enough of the schedule update. We got the most important part of the podcast: the pickums. Not the most important part of the podcast for me, sadly, because I'm still sitting at 14 points. Uh, that's been uh, occurring for a couple weeks now. But I Cindy at 14. I'm in last. Jacob's leading of 27. Cam's at 21. Uh, Jacob predicted the. Minnesota and Penn State sweep sweep correctly, like we've said so many times on this podcast already. Nobody picked Notre Dame sweeping Michigan, so zero points for that. Cam Jacob did get one point for Minnesota, Duluth, and North Dakota splitting. So there you guys go. Uh, nobody got points for Western Michigan sweeping St. Cloud State. And man, I wish I went with that western Michigan sweep. I changed the last second, and now I'm highly regretting that because that would have been my first two points in two weeks. Yep point of laugh it, it is okay and then <laughs> jacob getting two points for msu sweep over wisconsin i'd just like
0: to say i'm three for three on predicting Crazy. msu sweeps this year
1: the the prophet the man himself so yeah like like i said of the standings jacob's first 27 cams second with 21 and i'm dead last with 14 so we got we got a lot of room to make up you and me both i got a lot more but i mean you're like my only hope Cam. we need somebody to take him down because i don't think no, I'm leaving you in the dust, picks. buddy. I'm yeah, sorry. Just... <laughs> if, I'm trying. If, if anything take like my wiltering energy and just, just take it. Just just go. Run run away with it. Get the picks right, cause I just yeah, just leave me to back stop, here. Stop,
2: stop. He's already dead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, okay. Anyways, the first matchup on the slate. We got number eleven Minnesota Golden Gophers traveling to Michigan, taking on the number three Wolverines, Jacob Stenson, who you
0: got. I got a split here. These are two very good teams, very talented, top to bottom, right? But they both have a tendency to drop up some big games they should win. Like uh, I saw, Michigan just got swept by Notre Dame. Uh, and Minnesota just split with Penn State for their first Big Ten win of the season. So I, I think they both, yeah, just based off that reason alone, I think they're going to split with the series.
2: Michigan, hockey school.
0: And Minnesota isn't? Ooh. Michigan,
2: hockey school. I'm sticking by it. All right. All Um, right. I just uh, think if you get swept at home against Notre Dame, which has proven to be a um, powerhouse right now for God knows what reason. Yeah. (laughs) I just, I think Michigan comes out guns blazing. So.
1: Yep. Same reason. Michigan bounces back at home. Minnesota a little bit shaky. I need two points. Give me the Michigan sweep. On to the next game. Number 18, Ohio State Buckeyes traveling to Notre Dame to take on the number eight
0: fighting Irish. Jacob Stinson, who are you picking? You know, you can take their football coach, but you cannot take away the momentum that Notre Dame is currently on right now. They've won six in a row right now, just came off a sweep of Michigan. Uh, I expect them to carry that momentum coming into Columbus this weekend. Uh, Plus, big story for Notre Dame, part of the reason I like them a lot right now aside from the fact that it's winning games. Uh, their goalie that they've got, Galida, I think Matthew's is his first name, uh, transfer from Cornell, has been phenomenal this year. I would argue the only goalie in the Big Ten that's been better than Drew DeRitter this year.
1: Give me the stats. I want to hear the stats.
0: Uh, let me pull them up. Okay. I don't have them right in front of me. But... Oh, my bad. I thought you had them. Um, let me see what we got on the season, Matthew Golida um is 7 and 1 in the games he's played, a 138 goals against average and a 943 save percentage. Jeez. Ooh, 138 in 8 games? Yes. Oh,
1: that's less than That's, that's nasty. Three. Yeah, that's that's really freaking good. He's been phenomenal this year. But he won't be phenomenal in a week when when uh when Michigan State comes to town. We can hope <laughs> so. Ah, ah.
0: We can hope so, but yes. uh, that Notre Dame right now is just an absolute wagon, and I cannot go against picking them right now. Cam, who you got?
2: I got the Fighting ex Brian Kelly's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I wanted to put that in there so bad, no, it... but yeah, no, I've got, I've got the Fighting, yeah, the <laughs> Fighting ex Brian Kelly's. Yep. You you can take their football coach, but you can't take you can't take their freedom. There we go. <laughs> uh,
1: sure.
0: Can't and... take the, can't take the spirit.
2: <laughs> it's just. Everybody in there just starts yelling, Rudy, Rudy. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I have
1: Um, too much fun on this pod. I I think that they can take Brian Kelly away. They can take some spirit away, even though it's the hockey team that we're talking about. I think that they drop a game, and it's a split. And I'm not going to say the thing that I always say about me getting points, because then it's going to jinx it like it always does. So I'm not going to say that or reference it at all. And we're moving on to the next game. Number seven, North Dakota State taking on number five, St. Cloud State. Some uh, non-Big Ten action, but a top ten matchup. So why the heck not throw it in there? Jacob Simpson, who the heck you got?
0: I got another split here. Um, pretty much the same thing I picked for um, North Dakota splitting with Minnesota Duluth. Just two, you know, real powerhouses just duking it out. Uh, I expect one we'll to gate each on each other.
2: This will be a very good uniform combination battle. I do like the – because it's probably going to be the road whites of North Dakota versus the um the the dark – or the, the black and reds yes. of St. Cloud State because those are some sick are jerseys nice. for them. So, yeah, uh, neither team really stands out to me as being better than the other because, you know, North Dakota did lose to Penn State. And then Western Michigan, which is a whale of a team right now.
1: A whale of a team, yes. Yeah,
2: Western Michigan, go Broncos. Good for them uh, beating St. Cloud uh, – Two weeks ago, last week, whatever week it yep. was. So, yeah, I got to split.
1: So, for me, two weeks ago, I was going to go against St. Cloud State and say Western Michigan was going to sweep them. I changed that, and it bit me in the butt because Western Michigan did, and I missed out on any points. So, this week, I'm just going out on a whim again. I need some points. Give me St. Cloud State to sweep it. They're going to bounce back. Why the heck not? And, uh, yeah, so go um, go Huskies. I, I, feel, I feel like I ask that every single time they're on the – they're on the BTN or the, the Pick'ems. But go Huskies, there we go. The last game on the slate. The one you've all been waiting for, ladies and gentlemen. Michigan State traveling to Bagula Ice Arena taking on the Penn State Nittany Lions. Stincy, who you got?
0: How are we feeling about six in a row right now? I mean, I would feel great. That's what I'm taking. I'm taking I'm taking the Michigan State Spartans to sweep this weekend over Penn State. I think goaltending is going to be the X factor in this series. And I it comes down to it; it's just a matter of who's who can make the stops, and I trust Ruder to be that guy more than I trust Audio or Soulier. And that's pretty much it. So, um, also once again, three for three on Michigan State sweeps. Bad to be four for four.
1: I love the cockiness, by the way. I mean, I would, but I you I could. don't. You could
2: be. You know what? I think I don't think I've ever picked. I haven't picked a no. sweep yet, so I'm just gonna let that go. Um, I know at least I think they may split the goaltender duties this week. I I had heard oh, okay. that they they want to at least get Charleston at least one or two games before the break. And they, I mean, you got road series, you want to do that. Makes sense. Um, but for me, it's just going to be as you guys said a goaltender battle. But I also think the crowd plays a little bit into it, depending on who the goalie is. You know, maybe Charleston's not as hot as he wants to be. You let them have a few goals. Michigan State tries to claw their way back, they can't because the crowd is so massive and just loud and I think Penn State's got a little bit of a um, you know a fire in their bellies to try to get something to salvage because this is a pinnacle part of the season of you're going into the holiday break you you need to go on a roll you need to get some points before you know things hit the fan and it's just not a very good time in the spring so for me I've got a split um as a fan and as a person that um, is not a very good betting man. I would say Michigan State would probably sweep him, but I just don't, I don't think, um, in terms of me getting a point, trying to inch closer to Jacob and distance myself away from you, um, I need to, I I'm just going to go with the split.
1: No, you. Next time you could just say "get closer, Jacob." You don't have to say the the distance part to me. I know it's it's fine. I'm
2: hoping you get zero points.
1: No, that's three <laughs> weeks in a row. Are you kidding me? Oh Are no! Are you praying on
2: my down? His, his brain, oh, no. Ryan's hey, brain,
0: it, it, it's broken. No, I wanted to get it I, I wanted to get one of them right because he. Oh, then you could get your thank two you, points and go. distance yourself from
2: me. I understand.
0: Yes. Okay. Well, because if because <laughs> the way it's looking right now, Ryan's gonna get. One of four because he has one of the same picks as me. So
1: You know what I'm going to do next week? I'm just going to dial a random number. I'm going to say, hey, I need some answers. Uh, Minnesota versus Michigan, who you got? And then just write down whatever they tell me because that probably will work out a little bit better than uh, what I got going on right here, that's for sure. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, right. yeah. All right. I, I still need to go. I almost skipped myself. That Who you got? Sucked. Who do I yeah, have? Great have? question. I think I already said it. I but... am riding the green wave, the the MSU train, whatever the heck you want to call it. Give me the sweep for MSU. Make it six in a row. Make it the longest winning streak in ten years. Go, go Spartans, man. They're they're gonna they're gonna get it done and at Pagula, and they're just they're just gonna go ham on them.
0: I'm telling you, this is a coming out party for Michigan State. I, this is this is. One of the ways I think it really kind of can determine that trajectory of the season. You're riding all that momentum right now. Basically, it's a matter of what are you going to do with it? How does Against it, a team that has proven they can't really win much against the Big Ten. And,
1: yeah, how does how does the first half of the season end? You got Penn State and Notre Dame. Let's see how it ends. We'll talk about Notre Dame next week, but we got a lot of hockey to watch this weekend, gentlemen. Hopefully, MSU can do something interesting, and uh, unfortunately, we do not have any coverage from the impact side of things. We were dabbling and driving to uh, uh, State College, but uh, no, that's not happening. So, no coverage from us on the impact side. Maybe look at uh, Cam's preview though; that's coming up soon. It's already out. It's already out. It, if you're listening to this podcast, you could look at it right now on Impact's website. Go to go to sports. Go to hockey. Find that, boom, read it, boom. Uh, share it to your grandma, because, like, boom, why not? I don't know. We need clicks, yes. <laughs> Do yeah. anything. Always. <laughs>
0: support, support the boys. But, support uh, local journalism.
1: Yes, support local journalism. Long live college radio as well. But, um, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to wrap it up from us here in the studio. Thank you for listening to Episode 9, Season 10 of Behind the Mask. I'm Ryan Dosevich, joined alongside by Jacob Stinson. Can't remember, McLaren. You guys have a great rest of your week and go watch some hockey. See you next week. Peace.